Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. You know, this morning we're getting ready to get into the word. Who's ready for the word of God this morning? Come on. We have something really special this morning. We have three powerhouse mamas ready to bring the word this morning. Pastor Katie and I were like, okay, who are we going to have? We want to do a three by ten. We're on a three by ten. First, we we're going to do an interview, and I said, you know what? Let's, let's, let, let's just let it rip. Let's let the three ladies get up here and just preach it up, okay? And so we're like, okay, who was? And praying about it, we're going to have in the moment, Pastor Alicia Williams about to get us started. Come on. Followed up by Chrissy Hepfer. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. Bring in the word. And my beautiful wife, Pastor Katie, is going to be the closer. And uh, there is so much that God's word speaks about to honor and celebrate moms and women. And I was thinking about it. When you read through the Old Testament, most of the time when they spoke about the next king that was in line for the throne, a lot of times they would talk about the mom of the king because the mom was a primary voice of shaping the child in those beginning years, getting them ready for the throne. So women, you are kingmakers, you are queen makers. Come on, you guys are the best of the best. We were talking about King Solomon earlier, which I think is a, such a great word, and, uh, and King Solomon's mama played a massive role in his establishment, his development, and his release into kingship. And uh, so we are so thankful. And in this house, we're honor femininity. We're honoring womanhood in another level. These messages, I just heard them in the first service. If, if, they're, if they're the same, awesome. They could be brand new. I don't know what's about to happen in this next service. But here's the deal. These words are powerful. They're going to be transformative. And this, we're, we wanted to speak into the, the heart of, uh, of women here, but also it's for men in the room as well. I know it encouraged me, challenged me, transformed me in the last service. I want you guys to get ready to lean in. And in this atmosphere, we are passionate about uh, both the voice of the father and the mother. Every healthy home's got mom and dad speaking life into it. The church and God's family is the same. We need the strength. And so this morning, the, the options, all the campus pastors are like, okay, do we give mom the day off on Mother's Day? Because that's kind of the possible scenario. Like, hey, let's show mom some love, make the dads preach. But I was like, it's Mother's Day. Let's unlock the mamas, you know what I mean? Let them loose a little bit. Come on. And release the word. So I want you to give it up. I want you to amen. I want you to cheer on. Help me welcome our first mama preacher, Pastor Alicia Williams. Oh, come on. Give Jesus a clap. Woo! He's the reason we're here. Amen, amen. Wow, thank you guys. It's such an honor and a privilege to be up here this morning. Thank you, Pastors Samuel and Katie, for inviting me to this pulpit. It's a privilege to be here. You all can grab your seats. 
on your way down, make sure you wink at your wife if she's a mama. If she's not yet, prophesy over her. She will be soon. <laughs> whoa, whoa, okay. Oh, my gosh, speaking of moms, I had to take my daughter to the bathroom, you know, before church services. And we're in there, and there's this, you know, the paper towel thing, and it's going, and in the back of my head, I'm thinking, my kids are calling me, Mom! Mom! I'm like, I just dropped you off in class. What do you need? I literally was thinking this. I'm like, my kids are calling. And I look over, and Nora's still going, I'm like, oh, it's the paper towel machine. <laughs> Hashtag mom life. <laughs> All I hear is mom, mom, mom <laughs> every time I turn around. And then I get to my car and I'm like, I got to put my lipstick in my bag and I can't fit my lipstick in because I got like five toys and a half-eaten granola bar. So I got to take that out. I was like, oh, God, you're so good. You show us what it really is to be mom life, right? <laughs> so good. Speaking of mom life, I love all of you mamas. Happy Mother's Day. You're, you're incredible and beautiful. You all look stunning. So I want to speak to us today a little bit about being content in our season. Because mom has a lot of different seasons. And whether you're a mom today or even if you're not a mom, maybe you're a husband or a parent, seasons, being content in your season is powerful. So don't, don't turn out because this isn't just for mamas. This is for everyone in the room, okay? All right, so... Lance and I, oh, by the way, he, he does not have mistaken identity as a mother, okay? That is not an issue in our household. He did get the flower, <laughs> but that's not an issue here, okay? <laughs> we know our roles very well. <laughs> so we, we're a little crazy. You know, we do things a little extra. And, you know, we used to live in the, in the beach near, in Cardiff. We had this beautiful home. And we decide we get a wild hair. Let's buy a farm, <laughs> so we decided to move out to Valley Center. Can I get a Valley Center amen? I know we got a few of you up in here. Yeah. <laughs> um, we decided to move out to Valley Center. We didn't just buy one acre to try it out, see if we liked this situation. We bought eight. <laughs> and we decided to buy some farm animals to go with it because you can't have all this land with nothing to eat it. And, you know, what's the point? I don't know. So we bought some sheep. Wow. And it amazes me that the Bible has likened us to sheep so many times. I'm like, wow, sheep are kind of dumb. You know, like, God, what are you saying here? <laughs> and so I'm, you know, watching my sheep. I've actually got a lot of lessons. God's always like, see, this is why I liken you to sheep. And I'm like, oh, okay, I repent, Lord. But one that I'm going to share with you today is really funny. So I have a mama sheep and two boy sheep. And she leads them around and she takes care of them. She nurtures them. She headbutts them when they need to be headbutted. She's a good mama. All right, but this particular day, they're eating their grass, and they're enjoying their life, and, and then they look up, and they look up at the, the upper pasture where our house is, and they get these longing, big sheep eyes, and they're looking, and they're going, hmm, that looks like some good grass. Mind you, all of the grass in the lower pasture, they've got five acres, as if they have not enough space, and it's all lush and plush, and everything's good. Their water's there. Their sheep shed. And no, that's not a curse word. It's just a sheep shed. It's where they sleep. <laughs> Is there. And they are looking up. And the mom, the next thing I know, she's rubbing her shoulder against the gate. Like, hey, hey, let me over here. I'm like, uh, no sheep. So I go into the house, and I'm doing my laundry, you know, mom duties. And then I come back out. And the next thing I know, the sheep are up in the upper pasture. I'm like, what are you doing, you crazy sheep? Well, 
The mama decided that the grass on this side looked a lot better than the grass on the side she was in. So it reminded me, how often do we do that as parents? How often do we sit there in the season that we're in with whatever our children and whether babies, whether they're toddlers, whether, <laughs> whether they're, um, you know, ki like little kids or teenagers or even now adult children, right? You've got some of those. Whatever season you're in as a parent, God wants you to enjoy it. He wants you to be content in it, okay? So what does it mean to be content? I looked it up, and Google is so good to share with me. It's wisdom. It says, the meaning of content is a state of peaceful and happiness. Oh, that's great. But how often are we not peaceful and happy? How often is it, oh my gosh, I can't handle this anymore. My kids are driving me nuts. If they were only like teenagers now, which I don't think anybody says that, but maybe that's just what we think when we're dealing with toddlers and they're I think toddlers are teenagers at the same time. Like, they're, they're just a bigger version of toddlers. I don't have teenagers. I just have witnessed this. This is, you know, not prophesying over anybody or anything. But anyways, so looking at your life and the situation that you're in and the season that you're in in your life and being able to be content and find peace in it is such a powerful tool, and it is a gift. So we're going to read from Philippians 4, 11 through 12. This is written from Paul. Mind you, he's in prison. <laughs> if, he <has> to <laughs> if he's going to try to find contentment, this is the guy that's going to try and do it right now. So he's speaking to us saying, I am not saying this because I am in need. Wow, you're in prison. Of course you're in need. For I have learned to be content, whatever the circumstance. I know what is to be in need, because he is, and I know what it is to have plenty, because he had. He was a wealthy guy before. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. He gives us strength. We can do it. We can do anything. We can push through that season. I remember when I was a brand new mama, the first one was the hardest one for me. Like I said, my husband and I are a little crazy. We do everything all at once or nothing. We had three kids in three years, and so it was like a rapid fire. Okay? <laughs> and I remember with the first one, the long nights, she was not the easiest baby. It wasn't like the gift of God being like, oh, here's an easy baby, and now you're going to have two more, and it's going to be amazing. No, that's not what happened in my life. I remember just being like, oh, God, please just get me through this season. It's so draining and exhausting. I can't wait for her to be a toddler. Wink, wink. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> you know, but I remember having those thoughts in that moment and just going, Oh, and then the next thing I knew, five months later, I'm pregnant with another one, and then I have another baby, and I know, right? <laughs> You're welcome, Lance. <laughs> and so the thing is, is I remember how fast that first year went. My little baby girl no longer needed me to wake up with her in the middle of the night to feed. She no longer needed me to rock her to sleep, and that season was gone, and I remember looking at my new baby and being like, I want to cherish every moment. So I asked God, and I said, God, please let my heart be in peace and happiness in this season. Even though it's challenging, even though it's hard, let my heart be in peace and happiness and gratitude. And I tell you what, every time my son woke up at 2 a.m. in the morning, I was happy. 
I went in there, and I remember just looking at him and rocking him to sleep and just being thankful that I got to do this. And I, Because I knew it was going to be done in a year. That's the beautiful thing about seasons, you guys. There's seasons. Nothing is forever. Remember that when you're in a challenging time. Nothing is forever. God created seasons on purpose. There's purpose in seasonal transitions and timelines. He doesn't leave us there. So... You know, I, I remember just asking God, I was like, okay, God, show me now. How can I instill this peace? So it says in John 14, 27, and I love the amplified version because I think it, it leaves it with my soul so well. Peace I leave with you. My perfect peace, it is perfect, I give you. It's a gift. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. He gives us courage and strength for every challenge. And you can find the joy and the peace in every challenge. So I just want to take a moment and encourage you, parents, moms, teens, Young, new, not married yet, singles, everyone, you know, whatever circumstance you're in, find, be content, find the peace. Know that even if it's a challenge, God's going to do something so radical on the other side of it, you're going to look back and be like, high five, God. Yeah, that was hard, but it was awesome. And it shaped me to be the person I am today. So I'm going to pray with all of you if you want to stand just for a real quick second. Thank you, Father. God, I thank you for your perfect peace. That we do not have to look to the mountains, but we look to you for our strength. That you give peace freely. So right now, Heavenly Father, I ask that your Holy Spirit would deposit into each and every person's heart today the perfect transitional, transactional peace that you just gave to us, God. That you freely gave. The finished work of the cross allowed us to receive that through Jesus. We don't have to strive for it. We don't have to earn it. We just receive it. So right now, I release it in your Holy Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Woo! So now I have the incredible honor, stay standing for two seconds, to invite Christy Heffer up here. Thank you. Um, that was awesome, Alicia. Um, first, I want to honor Pastor Samuel and Katie. Um, I'm always so impressed by how much you guys genuinely love the people of our church. And when you guys are not around, they are talking about you guys, about how much they love you and are always bragging on y'all. And when Pastor Samuel and Katie are not around, our friends and I are always bragging on you guys. <laughs> um, I also want to honor Dr. Matt and Michaela. They have paved the way for a breakthrough um, for many areas of my life. And so I'm super grateful for them. And also Pastor Jurgen and Leanne, the model of leadership that they set is unparalleled. And we're so blessed to have them. Well, what an honor it is to share with you guys on Mother's Day. Uh, first off, I'll share a little bit about me. I've been married to the love of my life um, for over 18 years. We have three beautiful kiddos, Grayson, Annalise, and Oliver. They are 10, 8, and 5. Um, and we have a very full life. Um, we homeschool our kiddos, 
And I also work in finance for an investment firm, and I manage some construction projects, and I oversee our personal family business. So we have lots of business-type activities going on in our home all day, every day. Um, but before I had any business ambitions, my first ambition was to get married and be a wife and a mama. Um, and right around when I was 14 years old, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And this is when I learned how to live in that continual dialogue with God. And some of my initial conversations with him were, God, I've been praying for my husband uh, since I was 11 years old. I want to be married and I want kids. And he was like, okay. Got that? Husband, yep, kids, great. But I also have more. And I was like, more? Well, possibly more could there be. Um, and he was like, oh, just you wait. So I started to dream. And I am a big dreamer. I always have been. Um, and even the wildest dreams that I had from 25 years ago pale in comparison to the beautiful life that I get to live today. Um, yeah, God has just been so good. Um, but <laughs> um, a few months ago, I found myself cursing the very dreams come true in my life. Um, and so the worst part is that I didn't even realize it. Um, and so today, I'm going to share a little bit with you guys about the mistakes that I made and what I did to fix them so that you can learn from my mistakes. <laughs> Uh, so the title of my message is Reversing the Curse. Um, I was cursing my sweet, amazing husband. <laughs> um, so I have known Eric for over 20 years, and um, he is strong in every sense of the word. Um, he has zero malice in him. I have never, ever heard Eric utter um, wishing ill upon a person. His level of honesty and integrity are like, I mean, the, the very highest quality of a human you could ever meet. Um, when he was eight years old, he, uh, his parents wanted to use a one-time coupon more than once. So it was... <laughs> so if it said one coupon per family... And so they were at like on vacation and they wanted to they wanted for Eric to get in line with his mom so that they could get the, the use the coupon and get the hot dog. And then they want his brother to get in line with his dad to use the coupon and get the hot dog. And Eric was like, absolutely not. I will not participate in such dishonesty. So he has been raising the standard of excellence in his home since a child, and that's what he does today um, in our family. But a few months back, I found myself believing a lie that he was not protecting me and acting in my best interest. And after entertaining this lie for several weeks, God, in all of his goodness, allowed me to see this and um, remove the blinders from my eye. So when I realized that my dwelling on these thoughts, instead of taking them captive and replacing them with truth, I was actually using that lie to work against me. Uh, I want to read 2 Corinthians 10.5. It says, 
We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Part one, point one, identify the lie. See, I had a hard time identifying the lie because I felt valid in my feelings. I was like, this is the way I feel, therefore, it's true. It's not a lie. Um, but one night, God just opened my eyes, and what I saw that was by not rejecting the lie and dwelling on it, I was actually entertaining a conversation with the enemy. And it was leading to bitterness and resentment. So what I was doing is I was taking these thoughts, and every thought that I had, I was using a knife and, like, making it sharper and sharper until the knife was eventually pointed at me because these thoughts were used to contaminate my heart and change my perception of him. He hadn't done anything to change. It was my perception that changed. So I come to this realization. I was like, oh, dear Lord, what have I done? And um, the only way to replace, to replace a lie is with the truth. That's the only way that you can combat a lie. Um, so the truth is that Eric is my protector. That's true because that's who God made him to be. So with my newfound revelation, every time that enemy would put a thought in my mind, I would take it captive and say, that is not true. He is a mighty man of valor. He is my protector. That's who he is. And let me read Joshua 1.14. So this is Joshua. He's speaking to um, an army that's getting ready to go to battle. Your wives, your little ones, and your livestock shall remain in the land which Moses gave you on this side of the Jordan. But all your fighting men ready for battle must cross over ahead of your fellow Israelites. You are to help them. In other words, Joshua is saying you're going to protect the women, children, and animals, and then you guys are going to go to battle. Um, what's funny is that on the very day that Eric and I started dating, uh, I sat next to him and I said, you are my mighty man of valor. I believed it back then, and I still believe it today. So let me tell you a story about what happened a few weeks after I changed my confession and replaced the lie with the truth. A few weeks later, in the mail, I get a jury summons, and there's a lawsuit. Another company is suing my company for almost $500,000, and in their allegations, they're saying that we owe them this money specifically because the money was mismanaged. Well, that was a direct attack on me because I'm responsible for managing the money. So I show Eric, and I'm like, what the heck do I do with this? And he reads it, and it turns out Eric knew a senior employee of the company that was suing us. So my mighty man of valor, my protector, the very confession that I had been making came true, and he picks up the phone and calls this guy and is like, dude, your company is suing my wife for a half a million dollars. You've made insane allegations. And your colleagues have been rude to her. And I am not OK with that. <laughs> so, so the guy says, I am so sorry. And in the very next conversation, he says, we will resolve this. We'll take care of it. Just like that, the confession of my mouth became a reality. 
And in the time when I needed him, probably more than I ever have in my life to be actually be my protector, he was able to step in. And so I can't imagine what the outcome would have been and how different it would have been had I not taken the thought captive and replaced it with the truth. Um, so I just, I want to sh- uh, pray with you guys. If anything that I said sort of resonated with you or if you want the Lord to remove the blindness from your eyes in any area, I just want to pray with you. Um, thank you, Holy God, for your goodness, Father. Thank you that you are the author of truth. I thank you for your Holy Spirit that reveals things to us, Lord. And so I pray right now for the blinders to be removed wherever anyone has believed a lie. Lord, I pray that they would fall like scales off of their eyes, Lord, and that instead they would replace that lie with truth. I pray that you would um, inspire them, that they would come with the word from, from your word, Father, of what to replace it with. We thank you in your holy name. Amen. Now I get to introduce the beautiful Pastor Katie. Let's hear it up for Christy Heffer and her amazing mighty man, Eric. You guys can be seated. How good have these messages been? Are you guys good for one more? Are you sure? Okay, cool. I'm so excited. I love, as I'm looking around this auditorium, all the variety. There's so many beautiful babies in this place. We have like an explosion. I don't know if you know, we need to share this prophetic word of how we are going to be bountiful with babies. And I think it's already started because in this section, we have so many beautiful children. But I'm so excited to, to be able to share with you in the next nine minutes and 19 seconds. This message actually is, is coming out of um, last weekend, actually. So Pastor Samuel and I pretty much without fail unless we're out of town or you go somewhere and leave me here by myself, which is so sad, but I survive, I know. (laughs) But we go to breakfast or we go to coffee pretty much somewhere within San Diego County-esque every Saturday morning. And so like we always do, last Saturday we got up early and um, we decided, okay, we're gonna go to Claire's and Solana Beach. How many of you guys love Claire's and Solana Beach? Go get the French toast, go get the coffee, go get lemon ricotta pancakes. If you haven't been there, you need to go there. You're welcome already. They know us there very well. And so we had gone there, and so um, we had brought Kenzie with us, and so we got, got into the restaurant, and they sat us in this little corner booth, and it was so great. But there was this older couple that caught my eye, actually, as we sat down. They were just to the right of us, and I noticed they were sitting there. They were so beautiful, and they were sipping their coffee and having, like, the most adorable conversation, right? And I just was like, wow, this is really great. So I leaned over to my Kenzie girl, who was sitting next to me, and I said, Kenzie, When dad and I are old like that, that's going to be us. We're going to be old. We're going to be grandmas and grandpas. I don't know where you're going to be. You're going to be probably chasing your baby somewhere. But dad and I are going to be here having coffee, right? And so she was like, okay, you know, whatever, mom. Like, we just kind of moved on. We went about our business, having our breakfast, talking to our waitress, and talking about all the things that you talk about when you have daughters, right? How many of you guys have girls in the house? Okay, so we're talking. We have an 11 and a 13-year-old girl. So we talk about, if you don't know, we have bunnies. We talked about our fluffy bunnies. 
We talk about Kenzie's really long nails that she loves to stick on that she can't actually function in. It's really great. <laughs> we talked about life. We talked about home. We talked about gymnastics. We talked about church. And we were talking about the people who were in Israel at that time. They were visiting Israel. How many of you guys went to Israel and went there and spent like the most incredible epic week there walking where Jesus walked? And so we were chatting with Kenzie, and she was, like, you know, asking questions. And we just began to have a conversation of, like, wouldn't it be so cool, Kenzie, if we, like, got to walk on the same streets as Jesus? Well, what I didn't realize through the course of our, our conversation is that this sweet older couple was eavesdropping on our conversation. <laughs> Good thing we didn't say anything bad, right? You, you were really behaved that day, Samuel. <laughs> you did your best. You survived, but... What we didn't realize, they were listening in on our conversation, so they had paid their bill, and they were getting ready to leave. And so before they left, they stopped, and they said to us, we like what you guys are talking about. And we're like, oh, you have got to be Christians. Do you guys, like, live in the area? And they're like, no, we don't live in the area. We're Christians. Oh, my gosh, we've been to the Holy Land. It's so incredible. And we're like, oh, well, you, you have a southern accent. Are you from San Diego, or, like, where are you from? And they were like, oh, we're from Arizona. Oh, we're like, oh, that's awesome. What are you doing in San Diego for the weekend? And this couple began to tell us, oh, we're here because it's my 85th birthday today. And we were like, oh, my gosh. And if you've met Samuel before, he's like, oh, my gosh, happy birthday. Like, it's the best day ever. <laughs> You're laughing because it's true. <laughs> You're now my BFF, even though we just met 30 seconds ago. And we're like, oh, my gosh, happy 85th birthday. And even throughout, you know, rewinding back throughout our breakfast, I kept like pausing and going, oh my gosh, when I'm that age, I want to be sitting across the table from my husband and I want to be like looking fresh and like they're having fun. Like I want to do that. I've got some years to go, but I want that to be my life. And so we're like, oh my gosh, what are you doing in San Diego? And he's like, it's my 85th birthday. My kids are all here. They had three kids. All of my kids, they flew in to celebrate and have a big party for me, as well as all eight of our grandchildren. And I just looked at them like with so much honor and so much respect of like, look at your life. Look, you're 85. You're like chatting it up with us. You're living your best life. You're happy. Your wife is beautiful. You have children that love you and grandchildren that are here to celebrate you. How incredible is that? And I realized, you know what? If I want that life when I'm 85, I'm going to have to actually do the hard work and steward my own heart and steward and lead my own self to be that person when I'm 85. How many of you guys have met a grumpy old person where they're like angry at the world? We met one yesterday at the farmer's market. She yelled at my kids for playing and my friend's kids for playing with the toys, the kids' toys. Can you believe it? I was like, wow, what did you think kids' toys were for? <laughs> But she got better, and she was angry, and I didn't want that. I want to be the other person. But, you know, life isn't always sunshines and roses, right? And life can happen. I know. Can you believe it, Alicia? Life actually happens, and it's a distinct decision and a choice to lead yourself to have the fruit of that, to guard your heart. What you let into your heart, you're going to let into your home. So we have to, on this Mother's Day weekend... For anybody in here, you have to lead yourself and make your own choices. Above all else, guard your heart because everything you do flows from it. 
So if you want to have that, if you want to not grow through life and get bitter and angry and resentful and be a bitter old 85-year-old sitting in a nursing home and nobody's visiting you, you can do that. Or you can make some distinct choices of how to actually safeguard your heart to have a fruitful life so that when you're 85, when you're 95, you've got the husband of your youth sitting across the table, that your kids are celebrating you and your grandbabies too, right? That's what we all want. So I want to share with you three things to keep your heart fresh. Are you cool with that? Okay, first is I want you to believe the best in people. Believe the best in people. If I'm being honest, this is something that I actually have had to learn in life. It's not something that's come natural to me. I actually learned growing up to be quite critical and quite judgmental in any person I met. And so I've actually had to train myself and culture myself to see the best in people. And you may be sitting in this room and going like, yeah, me too. I've learned to meet every single person and go, oh, okay, that's, that's not perfect about you. Oh, I see where you're, you're wrong there. Or you're, not, you're not awesome there. Maybe you're like me, or maybe life has just happened, and you've been hurt by people, and it's caused you to keep people at an arm's distance, to be resentful towards people, to be afraid of people, because when people come into your life, they actually look like a threat to hurt you, opposed to somebody to bring life and fun and friendship, right? So choose to think about the best in people. Extend grace and think the best in relationships. Philippians 4.8, finally, brothers, whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, if anything is excellent, think about those things. Think about the best things about every single person that you meet, every single individual, pure, noble, lovely, amazing things. That's going to keep your heart fresh. The second thing is forgive quickly. So fun, isn't it? How many of you guys have been hurt by somebody and had the opportunity to forgive? Okay, everybody should have their hand, their other hand, and both their legs in the air, right? We have all been there. How many of you guys have actually been given the opportunity to be forgiven by somebody because you've hurt somebody? Okay, hand, hand, foot, foot again, right? Life happens. Things happen. We do crazy stuff in life, right? We hurt people and people hurt us. This is just going to happen in life. But we have to learn to forgive quickly. In Matthew 18, it's Peter and Jesus talking. It's kind of comical to me. I'm still learning this. Peter says to, to the Lord, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I have to forgive him? As many as seven times? And Jesus said, no. I do not say to you seven times, but 70 times seven. I was like, wow, that is a lot of times, God. Really, I have to forgive people 70 times seven times. You're going to find in certain moments in your life, you have to be quick and forgive again, 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 and again, right? 70 times seven. Unforgiveness is like a residue on your heart, a residue on your life, a residue on the soul that will warp you and bitter you and cause you to be angry at people. You have to learn to forgive and forgive quickly. It's kind of like if you're at my house, like last night I was really nervous. We were eating spaghetti. And you know, sometimes you get some stoss on your shirt and you're like, oh my gosh, at my house, if, if any of my kids or my husband get anything on their shirt, I'm like, take your shirt off right now. Go upstairs, like quick. Because if we don't get stain remover on that, it's gonna stick to the fabric. The quicker I get that stain stick on there, the more successful I'm gonna have a new clean shirt, right? 
And I want you to approach your heart and your life like that. As soon as something happens to you, as soon as you have the opportunity to forgive, go ahead, get the stain sick of the word of God and go, I choose to forgive. I refuse to allow the residue of that situation to stick on my heart, to stick on my life and cause me to have a broken heart. Keep your heart fresh. Don't let the sun go down on your anger and give the devil a foothold. Don't give him any space to work in your heart. Go ahead, forgive again, again, again. Don't hold on to those wrongs and little, don't let those little offenses slowly build up and begin to warp your heart and your view. Otherwise, you're gonna be 85 and sad and none of us wanna be that. We wanna have a fresh heart. And last is keep having fun and make time for connection. God wants you to enjoy your life and have laughter and enjoy every single season. That means being intentional with the people in your life. Are you married? Okay. Be intentional and enjoy your time with your spouse. Be intentional with the time with your children. Going out to the pool or go on a bike ride or a hike with your friends. Go, do, go camping with Pastor Alicia and Pastor Lance. If you like camping, that's not me. If you want to go to a hotel, go with your friends with me to the hotel where they make my bed for me. <laughs> Get connected. Do life. Cheerful heart is good medicine. You know, one of the most profound things that stuck with me when we first moved down here to San Diego, that Pastor Jurgen had said to me about just keeping a, a healthy family life and keeping a healthy life and keeping my heart healthy and just modeling that for my kids. He said, you know, when it comes to your children, they actually don't learn how to be a healthy family by you talking about it. Like, this is what we're going to do. This is the things that you do, kids. In our family, we're going to sit down and read our Bibles together. No. He actually, they actually learn by doing family and being family doing it along, journeying with you. So what are those things that we can model that for our kids to create a healthy life, to create a healthy family, to create those moments and create that, that incredible, incredible life that we dream of. So let's be people that steward our hearts, that forgive quickly. We believe the best in people. We keep having fun, okay? I hope you have a lot of fun things planned today for yourselves, women, all of you. And even if you're not a mom, you still mother in some way, shape, or form, right? We all have somebody in our life that we're mentoring, that we're speaking life, that we're investing in. You don't have to just have a physical child. You can have a spiritual child in church, at your work, at your job. You just never know who you are investing in. And if you guys could all stand with me. As we close this out, I know you guys are getting excited to celebrate your moms, celebrate yourselves, eat some food, do all the great things, work on point number three, work on having a lot of fun and laughing today is a must. Take notes, Samuel. Got it, got it, check, check. But I think all of those messages, it's fun when we get to do three messages, right? You get to learn such amazing things from amazing women this morning. 
that their lives speak louder than their words. If you know those ladies, you know that they live what they shared this morning. It's so beautiful. And whatever it is from any of these messages, I want you to take it and tuck it in your pocket of what struck you today. If it's embracing a season that you're in, if it's, um, you know, obviously forgiving people, if it's what, whatever it is today that has hit your heart, I want you to allow God to work in your heart this morning. And I also want to pray this morning specifically just for all the women, all the wives, all the moms in this place. Because I know Mother's Day sometimes always isn't super fun for everybody. You know, there's, there's a lot I can look. I was taking inventory of my own life, relationships. Obviously, we do church life with people of knowing that there's great loss sometimes around these holidays, that they're fun. It's like, great. I love that same. It brought me flowers. However, if I'm being honest, there's some things that there's pain around the holiday. Maybe you've lost a family member, a mother. Maybe you've lost a child. Maybe there's distance between you and your family, between your children, between you and your mom. Maybe there's reconciliation that you're believing for. Maybe there's a child that you're praying for and believing that they'll be sitting next to you in church next week. I don't know what that is. But as we pray, I want you just to close your eyes. And I want you to give it to God, whatever it is, wherever you're at. And thank him for your miracle, God. We thank you, Jesus, for every single woman in this place, God. God, we thank you for the opportunity that we get to steward the hearts of our children, God. What a privilege, what an honor it is, God, to lead in our homes, God, with our children, God. But God, I thank you, Jesus, for the people this morning, God, that they're believing, God, for something miraculous. Maybe they're believing for a miracle baby. Maybe they're believing for their baby to come home to know you, Jesus. For their baby to be free from addiction this morning. For their kids to know you and walk in the plan and the purpose, God, that you have created for them, God. I thank you, Jesus, that you are in the business of doing the impossible. And I thank you, God, that even when things may not look possible this Mother's Day, God, that it is with you, with your help, God. We believe for reconciliation, God. We thank you for peace in mom's hearts, God. Peace in the homes of these families. In Jesus' name, God, we thank you for salvation and healing, God. God, we thank you that you can minister and meet us exactly where we're at. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.